Welcome in everybody to another episode of the Knicks Nation podcast. This is episode five. And from last week to this week, things can change in a blink of an eye. And the New York Knicks coming off three game losing streaks last week to now winning another three games. It has been incredible. It has been an incredible season. But first and foremost, I'm here joined by my co-host, Chris. Chris, what's going on, man? Feeling feeling good again, man. Feeling good. Like you said, in a blink of an eye, things just change. Um, feeling good. You know, Knicks are rolling right now. and just got to keep that momentum. How, how are you feeling, man? I'm feeling good myself. You know, the Knicks won nine straight games. We were all on cloud nine. And then, you know, there was a bit of, you know, I wouldn't say panic, but people were like kind of concerned a little bit when the Knicks lost those three games. Um, you know, they started off the West Coast trip 0-2 with losses against the Kings and the Clippers. And, you know, that was coming off a loss at home versus the Hornets. And people were like, look, we're just coming off this nine-game winning streak. This is kind of, you know, doesn't feel right, right? It doesn't feel, you know, Nick-ish. You know, yeah. we've had such a great season. And then, boom, Chris, you go going to L.A., national televised vehicle, beat the Lakers, beat the Blazers, and then beat the Nuggets at home in Madison Square Garden. So now the Knicks are 12 games over 500 at 42 and 30. Feeling good, Chris. And, you know, I guess we could start with, you know, it started with the Laker game. You know, everyone was playing well and everyone was clicking. Julius Randle had a great game. RJ Barrett was having a great game. This was without Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson returned versus the Denver Nuggets. And we can get into that. But, Chris, I mean, to end the, to start the West Coast trip 0 and 2 and then to, finish it off by winning two straight games that's in my opinion that was huge so yeah two and two two and two was huge for the knicks um the way they started that trip you know it could have went either way in my opinion um it was good knicks got really solid performance coming back in that laker game you know that, that game was a back and forth affair and with portland you know another game where you know the knicks just overall played well and you're seeing contributions from everybody you know Randall, R.J. Barrett's playing well now. And the bench, you know, when when we're going to guys like Deuce McBride, who had a big game um, recently, True. you know, everybody yeah. is, yeah, everybody is just stepping up. And you love to see it, especially at this time when we're getting close to playoffs. You do. And, you know, you bring up Deuce McBride and versus the Portland Trailblazers, he had a career high, I believe, 18 points versus him. And he was simply incredible blocking shots, playing great defense. <laughs> Everyone is stepping up, and, you know, it just started with Jericho Sims in place of Mitchell Robinson early on in the season. Jericho Sims was playing well in place of Mitchell Robinson, and then now you have Deuce McBride filling in the role of Jalen Brunson, who was playing spectacular. You know, you had Mike Green, Mike Breen quoted in that game saying, if Deuce McBride got extended minutes, he would definitely he, he would definitely be in the running for an all-NBA defensive team because his defense is just – absurd like he gets after it on the ball his on-ball defense is absurd and you know shout out to Deuce McBride the Knicks are continuing to groom him into a fine young player and you know he's just you know people say that you know we have trouble developing guys but Deuce McBride Manuel Quickly Mitchell Robinson Quentin Grimes Chris these guys are being developed behind the scenes and we're seeing the flourishments from them I mean, Grimes has had yeah. a bounce, a, a nice year. Um, he's staying healthy. Emmanuel quickly. I mean, 
enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Manu Quickly's having a six man of the year type of year, incredible year. Mitchell Robinson's having a bounce back year after, you know, he got paid this past summer. He's just playing amazing. And then obviously now Deuce McBride. Who would have thought? I mean, Chris Deuce, you know, Deuce was a second round pick. And, you know, if you were to tell me that if he were to play extended minutes in the NBA, he would have an impact. I would have last like last season. He's shown this last season a little bit, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have thought this at all. So Deuce has surprised me. But yeah, to end this, ending the West Coast trip two and two was, you know, very key. It was because you have the Cavs and the Nets during that time. They were, you know, winning. And now the Nets have fallen back a little bit and the Cavs are, you know, starting to win. But, I mean, we can get into their schedules later on in the pod. But, um, yeah, man, to end this West Coast trip, 2-2. Two and two, And then the Knicks had three games off. So, Jalen Brunson didn't play the Laker game, the Clipper game, the Blazer game. So And then the Knicks had three games, three days off in between the Nugget game. So, he had about eight days of rest. And then Jalen Brunson returns, rest of Denver Nuggets, and looks like he didn't lose a step at all. I mean, he was simply balling out. Jalen Brunson has been simply incredible all season long, and we're two and zero versus the Denver Nuggets. Uh oh, who are the best team in the West, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep, number one. They're number one in the West, and the Knicks have beaten them twice. What does this mean? Does this mean we can beat anybody? Because we can. <laughs> we can beat anybody. We're, we're. I'll say. I'll say the same thing that Julia said not too long ago. We can beat anybody, and we can lose to anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it seems like it is. But I mean, no this this is a good this is a good Knicks team. Um, I know it's hard for some fans to kind of uh, go all in and on, on how good we are as a team. You know, this is without a quote unquote superstar and all. But uh, this this is it, guys. Enjoy this. We we are a good basketball team. Nobody's gonna want to play us come playoff time. And we're, you know, we're rolling. We could lose a couple games, and this team just has the fight to come back and win another three, four. Yeah. Uh, you say we don't have a superstar, but we have just guys playing well, meshing well together. I mean, Jen, if anything is closest to a superstar, it, it's Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. But those Agreed. two are just playing at such a high level, and it's bringing up everyone's play across the board. We just hope that Jalen Brunson's this footed thing doesn't nag and, and linger. He says he's good, but... Yeah, man, we beat the Nuggets twice. Boston Celtics, we beat them three times. We beat Philadelphia this year. Um, Cleveland, we beat. We can beat anyone in the Eastern Conference. The playoffs are in about a month, and you know things are getting really exciting in Madison Square Garden. The sky's the limit. We just, I'm, I'm looking forward to the playoffs, Chris. I mean, I, I just can't wait until they get here. But speaking of that, let's just take a look at the standings, right? The Knicks are fifth in the East. They are two and a half games behind the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs are seven to three in their last 10 games. The Knicks are seven to three in their last 10 games. Brooklyn has sort of fallen off a bit. They're, they've lost two in a row. So the Knicks are two full games ahead of the Brooklyn Nets. The magic number is four to clinch a play in berth. The magic number is nine to clinch a top six seed. The magic numbers are starting to come out here, Chris, and... You know, it's looking like we're going to get a top six seed, right? Um, whether it's five or six, um, I'm going yeah. to guess we stay in the fifth seed. But 10 games remaining. The Knicks are one game away for, from surpassing their 
second most win total in over 20 years, which is absurd. Incredible. <laughs> like, that's over two decades. Um, they won 54 games in 2012 and 2013. And, you know, their last time that they won over 42 games before that was in 2001. So just to put that in perspective, which is pain. Pain. Yeah, I mean, that's just to show you how much pain we've endured as Knicks fans. And Chris, man, things are looking up. I'm excited. Way up. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for playoffs. I mean, you know, we got a taste of it the last time against with, with the Atlanta series, you know, how the garden was rocking, you know. Well, I can't wait for that that feeling again. Yeah, I can't wait indeed. And, you know, coming out of this all-star break, we had questions about um, R.J. Barrett in particular. And, Chris, R.J. Barrett has picked up his game here lately. He's had blow-up games against the Boston Celtics with 29 points. Charlotte Hornets, 27 points. At the Kings, 25 points. At the Lakers, 30 points. Blazers, 22 points. And then the Nuggets, 21 points. Chris, he's, he's looking more and more comfortable in this offense, and he's finishing around the rim. And, you know, his three-point shot hasn't been great over his last, you know, 10 games. He's averaging, you know, just below 21% from three. So it's looking like he's, you know, kind of avoiding shooting the three-point shot and, and driving to the, the basket, Chris. And, you know, if he can continue to do that, he's 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 been playing really well for the Knicks. Yeah. Um, RJ has been, you know, I know those point totals are, are you know, 20s, 30s, but yeah. it's been kind of like a quiet 20, 30 from RJ. Um, and surprisingly, you know, this has happened mostly with uh, no Jalen Brunson. So it kind of kind of leads to what I've been hearing a lot of lately is that, you know, maybe RJ's just lost trying to figure out, you know, how does how can he, you know, impact games when Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle both on the court, you know. Yeah. Um, but I think like you like you said, he's been a little hesitant to shoot the shoot the three ball, which I think in in my opinion is, is good. Um he's not a knockdown three point shooter. Can he knock them down from time to time? Yes, he does make, you know, big corner threes at times, but the main focus for him should be getting to the paint and finishing, drawing contact, you know. And we've been seeing that. Only difference now is it looks like he's finishing almost at will now. So, you know, sometimes he's still very inefficient, but he's been overall playing a really good game. And you're, you're even seeing him starting to pull up from mid-range, which is not something we see a lot from RJ. Yeah. So I think he's he is getting more comfortable. And hopefully now with Brunson back, you know, it all just translates and it continues to go. Yeah, um, especially with Brunson back, you just to me, he just, you know, Brun RJ was just trying to find his spot in this offense pretty much the whole year and he's been up and down yeah he's had his struggles i mean he's still kind of struggling from three still you know he's finishing at the rim but sometimes you you watch his game and you're just like bro just finish come on man it's a layup bro just finish at the rim and you know he he's sort of you know it's just he gets to the rim i mean he's he gets to the rim at will he uses his body in, in different ways he he knows how to you know weave in and out of traffic spins and pivots and do all this stuff but he makes shots around the rim and he's he's been playing really well for the knicks along with randall and the bench unit um you know josh hart a few days ago called put a picture on ig saying that this is the bench mob 
and he's embracing his role. This is a guy who started every single game for Portland, and now he's coming in off the bench for the Knicks. And I can't say many, I can't say enough good things about him. He's just been incredible for this Knicks team ever since we acquired him. But he's embracing his role. The bench mob is back, Chris. The bench mob is back. Josh Hart, Manuel quickly. Then you I have even R.J. Barrett is coming in off the bench when he's getting subbed in and out. And Isaiah Hardenstein, too. Got to give his yeah. flowers, too. Hardenstein has been playing really well after a rough stretch um, early on in the season. You know, Chris, this bench team, this bench mob, what Josh Hart calls it. I don't know if I want to call it that, but, I, <laughs> you know, didn't, it wasn't that what we I called the, two, like the, 20, the 12, 2013 teams, the bench mob? <laughs> Yeah, actually, it was. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. But I mean, it's, it's those vibes, you know. It's, it's yeah. those same type of vibes. I mean, and and you love it when when the players come out. They're they're labeling themselves. You know, it, it just show it, it shows you that they they're gonna bring it every single night. You know, you can't just go out there and call yourself bench mob and then go out there and just play like crap. So I mean, I, I love it. I mean, Josh Hart has been a godsend for us. Hmm. I mean. Nobody could have, you know, imagined this type of impact. I mean, he totally, you know, he saved our bench, basically. You know, and he revived guys like Obi. He unlocked Obi for yeah. us. In the same manner, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. In the same manner that Rose, the Rose trade did initially for us, you know. Just uh, what at a the, what a pickup. At the time, we were saying it. They needed a spark off the bench. And Hart just mm-hmm. great move out of the next front office. By acquiring Josh Hart, simply, yeah. you know, unlocked the bench unit, and he's been playing a huge part of the nine-game winning streak, huge part of the Knicks' success here at the end of the towards the back end of the All Star break, and you know, ten games remaining. Chris, we have some, you know, I wouldn't say gimmies since we lost to the Charlotte Hornets what a couple of weeks ago in Madison Square Garden, but right. I would I would say some trap games coming up. You know, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves who are probably going to be without Anthony Edwards, who hurt his ankle. And then we have two which more are, games against the Miami Heat, which are you know pretty huge, considering the fact that Miami's outside the top six looking in and probably wants to beat the New York Knicks to get in the top six. So, you know, if we could split those games, I think we'll be okay. Ten games remaining, Chris. Minnesota Timberwolves, Miami Heat, Magic, Houston, Miami. And then March 31st, you have the matchup against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, man, if the Knicks get like a game behind Cleveland or a game and a half behind Cleveland before that matchup, Chris, that probably would be a tremendous matchup. And that's probably going to be your first round matchup like we've been you know, saying here. So that'll probably be like a litmus test, like a sort of test before the real thing about what yeah. you'll get between those teams. And that's and then we end the season with the Wizards, Pacers, Pelicans, and then the Pacers again. Season is dwindling down here quick. Ten games remaining. The Knicks have played 72 games already, which is kind of, I say already because the season is just flying by. But yeah. then, yeah, man. So, you know, what 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 are your expectations here, these final 10 games, and where do you see the Knicks finishing? Do you see them just sticking fifth seed, fourth? Do you see them passing Cleveland? Do you see them getting ahead of Cleveland? And then, you know, what are your, so, what are your thoughts about that? Uh, well, my expectations is let's finish the season strong. You know, let's not uh, go on some crazy losing streak, you know, have the vibes all down. 
my, my most important thing is finish strong and most importantly, stay healthy. Hopefully we can keep all these guys healthy. We just got Brunson back and I'd like to keep it that way. Um, yeah, I think I think right now the Knicks are firmly in that, you know, five seed. I think that's where they're going to end up. Most likely, you know, um, we were talking about this earlier where Cleveland has a pretty, pretty easy schedule, you know. So um, in comparison to, you know, like the Nets or even us, um, I know so ours isn't that tough, but we got some, you know, like you said, some possible trap games coming up. Yeah. Um, so I think the Knicks overall will stay in that uh, fifth seed, and we're pro- most likely going to be matched up with the with the Cavs, who, who again, I, I like the matchup. It it, it gives you that good storyline. The whole Donovan Mitchell could have been a Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it just looks like that's coming, and and you know, come playoff time, they're just gonna. It's gonna be nuts. It's gonna be nuts. But I like our chances against the Cleveland Cavaliers. We just seem to match up well and play them well. So, you know. Oh, and and we also have Brunson, who you know historically torched Donovan Mitchell <laughs> yeah. back in his Dallas days. <laughs> just last season, last season during the playoffs, he torched them. But yeah, I like our matchup. Like this Tink's team has surprised us all year long. We beat we beaten great teams. We just beat the Denver Nuggets first in the yeah. West. We beaten you know. We've beaten mediocre teams. We've lost the bad teams. We've lost the great teams. On any given night, anyone can get got. <laughs> that's that's my philosophy. Any any and then playoffs. You now you bring in Brunson, a guy with experience, a guy who's done it before, a guy who pretty much carried the Dallas Mavericks last season, and that's what excites me the most. Because if we didn't have Brunson, I would be like, okay, you know, we'll see, we'll see what happens. It'll probably be a first round exit, but no, this year is different. Brunson is here. Brunson has just elevated our play to the next level and uh you know who's to say man we can beat who's to say we can't win a couple of rounds who's to say we can't win yeah. a round or a round two rounds get to the eastern conference finals and then who knows i'm not predicting it but it is possible i mean yeah it's not out of the realm of possibilities because it's uh, not it's not crazy knicks fans it's it's not crazy at all no. i mean you, you've seen it we we beat the nuggets you know, yeah, we beat the Nuggets, the top team in the West. Um, you know, we've we've pretty much beaten almost every team above us in the standings at least once. You know, yeah, it's not out of the realm of possibility that the Knicks can make a pretty deep playoff run. And it's not um, like our the way that we're playing. Yeah, it's not like our guys have no playoff experience. Like Obi, quickly, you know, those guys have you know their playoff experience. So. Yeah, you know we'll see what happens, but yeah, going back to the Cavs schedule, super ridiculously easy. <laughs> yeah, Brooklyn twice coming up here, then the Rockets, then Orlando twice, and the Hornets. So you know their schedule is easily e- easy, so it's not going to be it's going to be tough for the Knicks to overtake them. But anything can happen. But yeah, yeah, right now it's looking like a first round matchup versus the Cavs. It's just whether or not we were home for an extra game or they're home for an extra game, but we're a great road team, Chris. So it's not going to matter to my opinion. Road warriors, <laughs> road warriors, New York Knicks are road warriors. But yeah. The New York Knicks are road warriors and it's not like they can go to Cleveland and win a couple of games in Cleveland. They've shown it before. They've shown it all season. They can, they play better on the road than they have at home. So whether we're the fifth seed or the fourth seed, 
to me. You know, it would be nice to have that game seven in Madison Square Garden. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the atmosphere will be electric, but you know, still got some games here, so we shall see. They could hop them. They they could just stay where they're at. But you know, what's getting lost in all of this, Chris, is also we have a team out west that we own their first round pick, and that team goes by the name of the Dallas Mavericks. The Dallas Mavericks traded for Kyrie Irving, thinking that he would elevate their play. Right? He would, you know. Elevate them with in the top three, top four in the Western Conference. And, Chris, that just has not happened. <laughs> it's crazy, right? I mean, on paper, it looked scary. I mean, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, I know there's only one basketball, but that still, that still sounded pretty damn scary. And, you know, these two guys, they're really good. You know, Kyrie, when he's playing basketball, he's amazing, you know. Yeah, and you saw it recently too. If anybody peeped that uh, Dallas Laker game, he single handedly won Dallas that game. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know the, the crazy thing is that jumped them. I don't know. Last week the Knicks. This was actually like a lottery pick, and you know this. If you don't know the information about this pick, the Dallas Mavericks owned it is top ten protected. So if it lands in the top ten, the New York Knicks will not get that pick. I think they. I believe it just goes to the next year and then but yeah the Dallas Mavericks keep the pick if it's top 10 right now it is looking like 18th but this got as high as like 12 11 so things can change in the blink of an eye in the west you know Mavs have won two straight games and now that jump that pick jumped from 11 12 to now 18 which is kind of nuts you know the you know the western conference is just absurd like every team is like within one or two games from one another which which is crazy but yeah i mean if the dallas mavericks lose the next couple of games they can hop all the way back up to 11 12 and then could you imagine if the knicks land the 11th pick like it's top 10 protected we have this great season we win a couple of rounds everything's looking positive in the summer you know everyone's you know what more, what more can you ask no for? No negativity. No. And then we have the 11th pick in the upcoming oh. juggernaut draft. Yep. This that draft is, is deep <laughs> draft. And that pick would be, you know, whether we were to use it or, or flip it for a uh, superstar, you know, I mean, it'll be great to have. And and you got to you gotta hope you for do? Dallas. Would you, to... would you use it or would you flip it? <sighs> I don't know. I'm always the type where you got a, you know, a draft pick that high. You you kind of have to use it, you know, see what you can get at least for for it first. Um, you know, there might be a, you know, a player out there that you can groom and yeah. make a homegrown superstar out of. I mean, this team has showed it. You know, it's not like in the past where we don't develop guys. You know, you got, you know, quickly, for example, Deuce. You know, like you mentioned earlier, Obi. I mean, I know he plays limited minutes, but the growth is still there. Um, you know, guess you can't knock Tibbs for that anymore. Not developing <laughs> players and, you know, not being an offensive coach even. But, you know, I think with this Knicks team, I trust them in the draft. I trust them, you know, grabbing somebody who's going to be of impact. And that if we get an 11, 12, 13 pick in this uh, draft coming up, <laughs> I, I think you got to. I think you got to keep it, but that depends on who's available at the time. You know, superstars get disgruntled. You don't, you never know who's going to want out of their team. And it might be, you know, a situation where we can take that pick and just be like, Hey, you know, we'll give you a couple more for 
X, Y, and Z guy. Who who that is, I don't know, but it's a win-win in my my eyes. What what do you think? Chris is coming for all the slings and arrows saying that, oh, I guess we can <laughs> say that Tom Thibodeau doesn't develop players anymore. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. What do you got to say about that, Knicks fans? Chris is coming for all the smoke right now. <laughs> hey, man. You know what? I didn't I was, say I it. Was, Chris said it. I'll so admit it. Tom Thibodeau, admit it. guys. I was one of those. Tom haters. Go after Chris. Go. <laughs> hey, I was one of them. <laughs> no, but Tibbs, yeah. Hey, I'm he, not saying I'm not saying he won me over, but you know, I can admit when I was wrong, you know. Yeah, Tom Toto has been, you know, simply great this whole season. The turn is the next <laughs> season around has been incredible. I mean, can't say nothing but positive things about him. Um he's had his lumps in the in the season, but yeah, if yeah, you got to keep the pick, man. I mean, last last season the Knicks traded the pick to open up some cap space for Jalen Brunson, and that I think that pick turned out to be Jalen Duran, who's playing, who's like the youngest player in the NBA. He was picked by the Detroit Pistons, and after that pick was actually, I believe, Jalen Williams, who's on the Oklahoma Oklahoma City Thunder, who's actually having a great season. So yeah. Yeah, in a year where they're predicting this to be the deepest draft class the NBA has seen in a while, if the New York Knicks can get the 11th, 12th, 13th pick, that pick, you're keeping it. I don't care. I mean, of course, it depends who's in. It would have to be like, man, like it would have to be like Joel Embiid is available this summer, which is a possibility. But yeah. yeah. Um, you know, let's say the Paul Philadelphia Paul, uh, no, I'm not trading that. <laughs> I'm not trading that pick for Paul George. I'm sorry, I'm not. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I would give I them Paul other George. picks. It's not, it's not the same Paul George, but you know, I mean, Paul, definitely. Yeah, I, I think would, we could get that done with other picks. Yeah, um, yeah, like a Joel Embiid and something, someone like that. But yeah, if it's like ten, if it's eleven through fifteen, I'm not trading it. I'm not. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm not. Like, and then maybe the Knicks can work out a trade so you can open up some playing time for that player. But we shall see. But yeah, what's getting lost in all this? And just wanted to bring that up as a Dallas Maverick pick is looking more and more juicy as we close the season. Right now, it is 18th overall. A few days ago, this was up to 12, 13, like I said. So it is worth keeping an eye on. So we just shall see. What's also interesting, Chris, is after the Portland game, you know, we had some comments from one of the Knicks players. Mitchell Robinson came out, voices frustrations a little bit. We probably won't touch on this a lot, but he came out, voices frustrations on Snapchat. I put a video about it, giving my thoughts. Um, and then a couple of days later, he came out on Instagram, commented on Knicks Fan TV, and pretty much said, look, he's he's going through a lot. He's he's He's... He's having a baby soon, and he's just, you know, going through a lot. He's stressed out. So, you know, Chris, what, what I mean, after the game, after a big Knicks win, it just sucks that he came out and, you know, said those comments, but he later retracted them. So what are your, what are your thoughts on Mitchell Robinson's comments? And then, you know, he later responded to everyone's criticism about those comments. Yeah, I mean, it was it was unfortunate, in my opinion. Um, like you said, we came off of a, a nice win. Uh, nice team win at that and you had Mitch kind of uh you know saying hey man I'm out here for cardio you know I'm just running around doing nothing type of deal and yeah. I and I get it I mean it must be exhausting 
to play defense and you know he obviously wants to get involved in the offense you know he's probably missing they're probably missing him at times for for lobs and things like that um but i mean just with the vibes of the team the the season that we're having you know it's it's unfortunate to hear a player you know go that route and say you know oh man i'm just out here basically doing nothing you know defending and then doing nothing after that so it, it was it, it did bring me down a notch you know the vibes kind of got killed a bit yeah. over it but at the same time i didn't want to kill mitch because and and i think uh you mentioned you mentioned this in your video and for those of you that haven't checked that out please go over and and watch that video because um you mentioned you know you, you don't know what these guys are going through in the nba yeah you know a lot of fans like to forget that you know they're not just nba players they're they're human beings with their own lives their own drama you know we view them as you know first and foremost knicks players but they got things going on themselves you know so we're all um, human i feel for, yeah we're, we're all human i feel for mitch you know and um hopefully he's he's all right i know he's he mentioned wanting to get in a better headspace and i hope he does that and uh you know mitch if you ever want to you know vent give an update or something please feel free to hop on the pod man come come join us here open invitation <laughs> to mitch if he's ever if he's ever watching or listening Somebody send this to Mitch. <laughs> yeah, but no, um, I hope he, game, he so. gets into the right right headspace. And uh, yeah. we need Mitch. Mitch is important for for us, you know. And um, hey, man, if if they can get Mitch more more involved in the offense, that only helps us even more. Because I do feel that it's there's a bit of untapped potential there. But uh, you know, I think Mitch has even you know mentioned this that this is the way they the Knicks want him to play at this moment. Whether we'll ever see Mitch taking three pointers or you know driving dunking, that's to be that's that's up to the coaching staff. I mean, yeah. we'll see. Yeah, shout out to Mitchell Robinson for you know coming on and explaining those comments. And we're all young, we're all human, so he just made a mistake and he admitted it. But Chris, yeah. let's get nerdy, man. Oh, <laughs> let's do it. Let's get nerdy. <laughs> Last week, we brought up um, some stats for the New York Knicks. And, you know, they're still last in the NBA in terms of assists per game. Three-point percentage, they're still – they're working their way up, Chris. They're now 22nd in the NBA at shooting, the cl shooting 34% from three. So they're improving their three-point yeah. shooting, which is That's huge. better than being last <laughs> or close That's, to last. Yeah. Rebounding, they've also – they've rebounding, they've been – one of the best rebounding teams in the NBA. They are still second in the NBA at 12.7 rebounds a game. They're still second in the NBA in terms of NBA offense rebounding per game. Mitchell Robinson has a hard sign, and the acquisition of Josh Hart has dramatically improved those numbers. Uh, turnovers per game, they are one of the best teams in the NBA in terms of turning the ball over, Chris. I mean, where do you um, think they rank in terms of turnovers per game? They got, they, I say, I say five. Oh, they're fourth. They're fourth in the NBA. Hey, pretty close. There we go. They're only turning the ball over 12.9 times a game. And that's been a huge catalyst for their success. They're not turning the ball over. They're rebounding the basketball. They're playing well as a team. This is interesting. The last two weeks, field goals made per game. The Knicks have one guy in the top 25 in this category. And who do you think it is, Chris? 
field goals made per game. Last two weeks. Coming out of the All-Star RJ. break. Yeah. RJ Barrett <laughs> is 25th. He's averaging 8.67 field goals per game. That's more than Julius Randle, which is which is incredible. RJ Barrett's been playing. <laughs> he's been playing well, man. He's bounced back. So shout out to RJ Barrett for playing well and bouncing back after receiving all of the heat that he has been receiving. Oh, <laughs> calling out the Knicks fans. Um, he's saying, I didn't believe in RJ. All right. Now we have the NBA standings projections. Knicks have 10 games left. So teamrankings.com is projecting the Knicks to finish with 48 wins. So they're projecting the Knicks to go 8-2 and two over their last 10 games. Wow. That gives them pretty that locks them up pretty much 99.9% chance of making the playoffs 1.4% chance of winning the NBA championship <laughs> why do the brook this gives the Brooklyn Nets a better chance to win the NBA championship than the Knicks come on come on guys you gotta fix that they must have forgot that KD is no longer there yeah I know you gotta fix that <laughs> come on bro what's up with that but yeah the Knicks are 20 and 16 at home 22 and 14 on the road Three straight winning streak after losing three straight games. So, Chris, 10 games left, and they're projecting us to go 48 wins. So, 8-2 and two over our last 10, which is pretty good in my opinion. Let's just look at the Cleveland, what they're projecting Cleveland. They're projecting Cleveland gets a 51 wins. So, Okay. And then Cleveland has a 9% chance on winning the NBA championship. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for the Knicks to overtake Cleveland, but... If you were to ask me what do I think is going to happen is that the Knicks finish fifth and Cleveland stays in the four, and then we have a first-round matchup against the Cleveland Cavaliers with Cleveland having home court advantage, which, like I said, doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. doesn't matter. Home home or away, the Knicks have shown this season that they, they come to play. And uh, Cleveland, get ready, man. Get ready. We're coming. Yeah. Telling you right now, if the New York Knicks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round, oh man, I'm going to go crazy. I'm probably it'll, it'll be beautiful. I'm probably Donovan Mitchell will request a, I'm a going trade. To find every Donovan York. Mitchell. Nick should have traded for Donovan Mitchell tweet, and I'm going to pin it every <laughs> single day. I'm going to pin the tweet if the New York Knicks beat the Cleveland Cavaliers in the first round of the playoffs. I'm going to screenshot every. I'm going to find everything. And I'm going to send it to. What's that Twitter account that that gives you the worst takes or whatever? <laughs> I'm going to send it to them, and I'm going to make sure they retweet it every single day because that's all we heard all summer. But we didn't trade for Donovan Mitchell. That's all we heard. Yeah. On on the flip side, we got to be ready to hear it too. If if the you know, come on, Chris. If the, if the, I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying, man. <laughs> I don't want to hear none of that. We're beating them. Yeah, you know what? No, we're gonna win no matter we're beating what, them, right? Bro. Then Donovan's gonna ask for a trade in the offseason to the Knicks. <laughs> we don't want him. We don't want you no more. <laughs> You're from New York. We don't want you. Sorry, stay in Cleveland. Like Joe King Noah said ten years ago. Cleveland? What is there to do in Cleveland? No oh, man. <laughs> Joe King Noah. I get bad bad memories there. Uh, yeah. He he was a Knicks. He was a Nick. <laughs> I'm sorry for being. Is a he joke. still a Nick? Are we still paying him? Yeah, I think we are. <laughs> I think we it's are. Like, who are we paying? You know. <laughs> I'm interested. 
I think we we extended. <laughs> I think it, we're right? still paying D'Antoni. <laughs> this is the last season we're paying Joakim Noah. Oh my gosh! I can't believe. I can't believe we're still paying him. Six million dollars. This is the last season we're playing Joakim Noah. Give it up for give it up for Joakim Noah for stealing money from the New York Knicks organization. Shout out to Joakim. Still Noah. to this day. To this that's, day. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> oh boy, that was funny. That's that's the only Knicks thing right there. That's for sure. <laughs> if you wanna, that's that's getting nerdy right there. <laughs> yeah, that is. If you didn't know. This is the last year we're paying Joakim Noah, and then his contract comes off our books. <laughs> and then in two years, that's, that's the stats you you gotta know. And then next summer we can sign Jalen Brown. Ooh, <laughs> we're not ready for that conversation. I, I like that. I like that. Yeah, not ready for that. We got off the Chris. We got off the deep end there a little bit, but I guess we should call our last ten minutes the deep end. Whoever lasts, yeah. whoever yes. lasts the last ten minutes of the podcast. Let us know in the comments. Make sure you guys give us a rating on Apple, Spotify, YouTube. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Podcasts every week. Playoffs are coming, man. Get hyped. It's going to be an interesting time. It's 10 games, man. (laughs) 10 freaking games. Let's go. Let's do it, Knicks fans. We're here. Maybe we should start. Maybe we should. (laughs) We're here? We're here? Are we going to do the same? Are we going to, is that, is that going to be our same lo, uh, saying this season? No, we, we need something new. We still here. We still here. <laughs> we arrived. I like that. We arrived. <laughs> maybe we'll give something away during these deep ends. If, if they last all the way through these podcasts, maybe, you know, the last 10 minutes, if you, if you guys last, we'll give something away later on down the road, maybe a Starbucks gift card or. Who knows? Starbucks, Duncan, whatever they into, you know. <laughs> so this is why you guys got to keep listening all the way through because you never know. And send us some questions, you know. And Knicks Nation hat whenever I drop those. <laughs> They're waiting for mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris is still waiting for his, but it's coming soon. So we shall see. Coming but soon, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's going to wrap up episode five of the Knicks Nation pod. From Chris, I'm Anthony. Appreciate you guys listening all the way through. Once again, this has been fun, man. Playoffs are coming soon. Ten games left in the season, and we shall see, man. Knicks are surprising us. Knicks are surprising us all, and they've just been playing amazing. This has been an amazing time to be a New York Knicks fan. Yes, 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 indeed. Enjoy Chris, your fun- Knicks fans, enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. You never know what next next season is gonna bring. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy why we got it. Yeah, enjoy it. Enjoy it for sure. And this has been a great season. But yeah, until next week, once again, appreciate you guys for watching. And as always, Chris. Let's go Knicks. It is let's go Knicks. Have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are. If you're listening overseas, it's been incredible. Appreciate every single one of you. And have a good day. Peace. Peace.